If someone says, I am here by a Nazir when I have a son, and I am here by a Nazir for a hundred days, and he begins observing the hundred day Naziris immediately, if a son is born to him at any time up to 70 days into the hundred day Naziris, then he quote unquote loses nothing. Like the mission says, meaning he counts the 30 day Naziris for his son concurrently with the 100 day Naziris and therefore only has to keep a total of 100 days of Naziris altogether, even though it's one for 100 and one for 30. It should really be 130, but he only has to count the 100. However, talk to Mishnah, if the son is born after 70 days, he has to stop his count toward the 100 days, observe the 30 day Naziris for his son, and then complete the 100 day Naziris after that's done. This is so because the period of Naziris can't last for less than 30 days, and in this case, the Naziris for his son therefore will extend beyond his 100 day count and therefore can't be. Counted, cannot be counted concurrently with the 100-day Naziris. Now, the way we explain the Mishnah, is very, it seems very different than the words that we have as the gears in our Mishnah, and therefore it, the, the, the explanation really includes the Mepharshim on this Mishnah, principally really the Rosh and Taisvis. Zakhti Gemara, Rav said, day 70 counts as a day for the 100-day Naziris and as a, and as a day for the Naziris of his son, meaning it counts both ways. And therefore, since it counts as two days, one for the 100 count and one for the 30-day count, it also counts as two days for the 100-day Naziris count also. And he therefore saves the day of counting. He can bring his Kabbalah on day 100 instead of day 101. Zakhti Gemara, our mission said, if the son is born any time up to day 70, he loses nothing, since the 30-day Naziris can be totally enveloped in the 100 days. Now, if Rav's correct, the person actually gains a day. It's not, he just doesn't, it's not that he doesn't lose, he actually gains a day. According to Rav, Mar says that's actually what the Mishnah should have said. The reason it says he loses nothing is to keep the style of the end of the Mishnah, which says that if the son is born after day 70, he loses. So the beginning of the Mishnah says that he's born on day 70, he loses nothing. Fact thing, the Mishnah says if 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 the son is born after day 70, he loses. According to Rav, if the son is born on day 71, since day 71 counts as a day for the son as well, then his zeros for the son ends on day 100, and therefore the person should lose nothing even when the son is born on day 71, not just when he's born by day 70. And for the Gemara, the Mishnah means that if the son is born after, after, Day 70, meaning on day 72 and four, and Echonami, that's when he'll lose, and he'll have to count the 30 days in his years in addition to the 100 days. But if so, why does the Mishnah say that if the son is born until day 70, he doesn't lose anything? The Mishnah should say until day 71. Therefore, it must be that the Mishnah holds that, the, that if the son is born on day 71, he does lose. It must be that the Mishnah cannot share the view of Rav. According to who did Rav say his aloha? Zamar says maybe it was based on Abishol, who says that regarding Avelis, the seventh day counts as a day towards the Shiva and as a day towards the Shloshim. He therefore would similarly hold over here that the day that the sun is born can count for both periods of Naziris. Zamar says that can't, it's not Lavdafka that Abishol would agree with Rav. And maybe Abishol only holds that way over there because Avelis is the Rabbanon, but maybe he wouldn't hold that way regarding Naziris, which is Deraisa. Zamar says maybe Rav holds a Karbyaisi, who says regarding a carbon Pesach that a woman who is a Zava Katana and has to observe a clean day before eating a carbon, and that clean day is Erev Pesach. And at the time that the carbon Pesach is offered on her behalf, she has been observing Taka a clean day. But later on, after the carbon Pesach was brought for her, she sees more dam, thus making that she cannot partake in the carbon. Rabbi Yaisi says she does not have to bring a carbon Pesach on Pesach Sheini. It must be that he says so because he holds that the first part of the day when she was clean is counted as a day on which she is not considered to be Tameh at all and when she later sees dam, it's considered as a separate day of seeing blood. Therefore at the time the Pesach was brought, she was clean and was counted as having brought the carbon Pesach. She can't eat the carbon Pesach, but she brought the carbon Pesach. We can say that this is just like Rav. It's also a deraisa, and that the one day 
day can be counted for two separate days. Everything where Abraisa clearly says, actually, where actually asks something, they can't say it because Abraisa clearly says that Abyasi holds that the woman in this case would be considered as having been Tomei the entire day regarding the Allah of Tumah. So, Abazoi says, How can you say that he counted as two separate days? Everything where he holds that Tumah is retroactive, only the Rabbanon. And it must be that way because if not, why does he hold that the woman would not need to bring a carbon paste on Pesach Shani? The Mar says, no, maybe that he holds that the Tumah is even retroactive there, Isa. The reason that she doesn't have to bring a, car, a, a, a carbon paste on Pesach Sheni is because that we hold this is this, this uh, Tumah Ziva is like Tumah Satahoyim, hidden Tumah, for which a person does not have to bring a carbon Pesach on Pesach Sheni if he brought during Tumah Satahoyim, if he brought on Pesach Rishon. Mar says that we find, based on the statement of Rabbi Shaya, that he held like the first explanation, that Rabbi Yaisi held that Tumah is retroactive only Taka Dera Bonan. According to Rabbi Yaisi, how can a woman, meaning that you say that, that the, the beginning of the day when she's clean, that's a clean day, and if she sees Dam later on, that's a new day, that's a different day, how can a woman ever be held as having three days of seeing blood consecutively? Since the, the, that morning, when she, if she doesn't see blood in the morning, it's considered to be a complete clean day. When she sees later, it's like the next day. So how can she ever have three three consecutive days of, of seeing Dam? Mari gives two answers. Either you can say the case would be where she had a flow for three days straight, there was never a break, or the case would be where she saw blood from right before sunset into the beginning of the night for two nights in a row. So therefore, let's say Lamashal. She had on, on, on Sunday night, right before Shkia and past sunset, so it counts Sunday, and already Monday is already uh, not a clean day because it already started off as me. And then Monday, right before Shkia again and into sunset. So Ibazoi, so it's now Monday is it was already a dirty, it was already an unclean day, and now it goes into in, into Tuesday, which again is an unclean day. So now you have three days straight. That would make it that she never had a partial clean day, and therefore that would be three straight days, three consecutive days of, of Tumah, in which case she would be a Zava Gedola. Hadnaloch Perek Hareini Nazir.